0: Come on in guys.
1: We're back for Talking Llama, season forty-four, episode five. Jared, we're cruising through this thing. What do you think? Time flies when you're having fun. Well, this was to me the most fun episode of the season, best of the season so far, Jared. Yep,
0: yep. No tribal council. Maybe in that's that it the didn't solution. actively
1: suck. <laughs>
0: yeah, that was uh, fine. It was fine. It was okay.
1: We we got we got some time with with the players. Tika is an absolute mess, and that that had some good laughs. Danny and Brandon messed up lunch, which is always fun. Yeah, you know. got free idols. Yep, yep.
0: We can't take these things for granted. So, uh, yeah, I mean, messing up a lunch, that's, when you put it that way, that's really the one thing that you should be able to do well when you're starving. But,
1: yeah. Yeah, like, do you remember um, Zach from season forty-two, Zach Wartenberger? Like, wasn't he the first boot, early boot? Okay. Yeah, but but he he tweeted out during the show. It's like, who misplays lunch? <laughs> uh, well, those two, yes, Danny and Brandon is is the answer to that question. Um, before we get there, we do have some. Other events to get to uh, that is the big moment one of the big moments the the journey uh, I do love when the show spends part of their precious 42 minutes flashing back to the end of the previous episode doesn't show us any new insight just a repeat of in this case Sarah being voted out in case yeah. anyone forgot
0: but we got to see it we got to see that some good facial expressions again.
1: Yes. Always love when they when they do that. Um, but because of that, Jam Jam is feeling on the outs back at Tika. Um, so he he's talking to Carolyn. Is it Carolyn or Caroline? Do, do we know? It's Carolyn. It is Carolyn. Okay. That's what Jeff calls her every time, but
0: you know, Jeff thinks, you know, it's poverty and not parvity. So I'm I'm like 70 30 on that.
1: Fair enough. I'll go with Carolyn then. Um, basically he'd been working with Carolyn every, every vote, every move up until that point. So he's not quite sure where he stands now. Um, and Carolyn isn't quite sure if she wants to move forward with Josh or with, with Jam Jam. She likes Jam Jam, but feels that Josh might be better long, long term for her, but either way, she's kind of in the middle or not in the middle. She has the choice, which I guess would be in the middle. They're all, I think they're all in the middle in this, in this tribe. Um, At least at this point. Yeah, yeah. Because we'll, they, we'll they, <laughs> they all throughout the, throughout the episode have reasons where each one could go with the other person. It's kind of an interesting di- dynamic they've got going.
0: Yeah, that's true. And when you have three people, I mean, that you're going to end up with some weird dynamics.
1: Yeah. And speaking of weird dynamics, when Jam Jam is trying to mend fences with Josh, Josh just straight up tells Jam Jam. He doesn't trust him. Yeah. Uh, subtle. Even if you know that he knows it, you you don't say that. Uh, I, I feel like we're seeing a lot of firsts on this season. Maybe. Not. What else comes to mind?
0: The. Uh, well, I shouldn't say first, but it's just like the, the Jamie shot in the dark for no reason, uh, climbing a rock for no reason. Just, you know, things that we're not used to seeing. And, uh, yeah, it it kind of takes you back. Like, when there's just more conflict and people would just openly talk about, like, who they don't like, who they want to go. But here we are, season 44.
1: Here we are, season 44. Uh, Jam Jam, after being told that Josh doesn't trust him. Also tells Josh that Josh lied to him. So how can they trust each other? Just lots of lots of clear, clear mud over on, on the Tika Beach. Uh, so Josh makes another fake idol. Lovely. Love, love more fake idols. This one does get some great payoff later on. Right now he's just another fake idol. And he shows shows Jam Jam the piece of paper from his original idol to kind of further solidify his lie. Um but then they start to maybe connect on the personal side of things. They they talk about their personal coming out stories. Um, that gives them a little more of a connection. And just honestly, in terms of alliances in the game, just kind of confusing confuses things more for them because now they're not sure they can trust each other. But they also just had a really genuine human moment together. And now they might want to work together going forward. So who knows? Who knows is right. Um
0: I That's mean, always... kind of know
1: by the end, but it's it's this, <laughs> this dynamic is just wonderful yeah. to see this the absolute mess and disconnect and back and forth There's uncertainty all around. Yep. Well, I I mean, do we know by the end though? I think it was pretty, at least for the <laughs> at least for that vote. I think so. I think I think you're right. I think you're yeah. Right. Um, moving on to Ratu. Speaking of climbing rocks, Matthew's shoulder is still giving him problems. Maybe you shouldn't climb rocks that don't need to be climbed.
0: He's he's playing
1: survivor, Matt. He's playing survivor. Not for long. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was rude. I do feel bad for the guy, but it can only go so far. He didn't he didn't hurt his shoulder in a challenge. He didn't hurt it hunting for an idol or doing something actually in the game. He he messed up in a completely 100% percent preventable way
0: yeah I feel I think I feel more bad for well yeah we can talk about this later too but I feel more bad for the season just because he was like
1: one of the few competent seeming players he was doing some interesting things too the this the strategic use of his shot in the dark first vote kind of hide his Hide where his his cards lay, yeah. and you know he 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 rebuilt puzzle replicas in his free time. So he was a gamer for sure, and maybe got that went a little too hard in that direction. Yeah. Um, but I could see them bringing him back though. They already gave Bruce the guaranteed return. Oh
0: no! Okay, well, you didn't know that. I can't wait for that season. No. No, I didn't.
1: Probe, Probe said it like immediately after that episode in one of the interviews he does. He said, yeah, if Bruce wants to, he's he's back on. He didn't say why.
0: Are we giving Jackson the automatic return too?
1: No, that one. That one I don't know if production is too happy about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. uh. But anyway, still at Ratu. Carson is kind of feeling himself. He's feeling good about his position. Starts connecting with Kane to self-proc- self-proclaimed nerds maybe working together. Not much else happens there, but I feel like that's something to note going forward, just given the focus that it had this week. Over on Soka, Jamie continues to be the most self-unaware player this season for sure, maybe in many seasons, basically saying that she's the most important player on the tribe and that everyone would be dumb not to want to work with her. It blows her mind, is her phrasing, that Matt isn't jumping at the chance to work with her, which she tells Franny. And who's Franny's closest partner on the island? Basically, oh. island boyfriend, Does it who wants to be a real-life boyfriend? I think it rhymes with Pat? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah, Franny and Matt have been basically... A, a one person a one person entity since <laughs> minute one on the end yes, Jamie didn't start with them but from everything we've seen from the show, I get the impression that Jamie or I'm sorry Matt and Franny are not exactly hiding this
0: yeah Well, this this is kind of funny because one of the seasons that I went back and re-watched recently was Millennials versus Gen X and when they do their tribe swap, Taylor and Figgy are like, we got to hide this like no one no one can know that we're together and like Ken knows it's obvious and then like one day they're like okay we should tell we should tell Jessica and they tell her and she's like yeah no shit <laughs> and then Jamie is just like the total opposite where this is like super obvious and she has no idea what's going on
1: I hadn't made that that comparison but that is incredible. I'd forgotten about that moment. What an amazing moment that was in <laughs> in just not just that season but just in Survivor as a whole. Just it's so perfect. Like that was maybe the most prescient example of the generational divide that show had. Yep. With these two millennials thinking that they were being slick and coy. And then these two Gen Xers, like, yeah, obviously we're not idiots we <laughs> we we can see what's directly in front of us the entire time. Uh, yeah, I hope there's a moment like that this season, where where Jamie talks to Franny about voting out Matt or something like that, and or or talks to somebody else about voting out Franny or Matt and pulling the other one in. And there's like, you know, they're she goes, number ones, right? She goes, "What?" And, <laughs> and, and then she's probably like. Look.
0: Yeah, I would love. I would love if she was shocked about it, and then like immediately her reaction is like, "Well, how stupid are they?"
1: Or like, "Oh, oh, they, well, they've been hiding it this well. We need to get them out of the game if they're that." <laughs> 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 they're giving Jamie such a such a bad edit, though. Like she's saying the things, so it's not on production's shoulders necessarily, but every everything they choose to use of her in terms of confessionals. Is just her being completely oblivious and wrong on basically everything.
0: Yeah, yeah, it has not been good. No. I wonder what the long play is on that.
1: I am holding out a tiny bit of hope. Because it wouldn't be a Survivor recap episode if I didn't somehow mention Australian Survivor. Because you're going to start watching it. Now, it'll be a while before we get to the this season. But I'm going to speak very vaguely once again. There is a character who gets... A completely just dodo, um, dodo bird like edit the entire time. Takes it completely in stride. One of the funniest single season story arcs I have ever seen. That's a and that's a pretty common sentiment with those who watch the show. It just ended um this week. Great season, but every basically everything he this person does. As I said he everything he does is just like wrong and lots of. Not necessarily bad, maybe ill conceived moves and nothing goes his way, but he just he just keeps going. It's 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 so much fun. And he just takes it all in stride. Postseason, like social media reaction, been great. So maybe. Very different production team, obviously, different different mindset. But maybe they're maybe they're teener up for some some big redemption arc at the end. I don't see it happening, but never know.
0: Yeah. Maybe she's our winner.
1: I honestly have no idea at this point who to one because <laughs> yeah. this was the first episode. Aside from seeing Claire, Fallen Queen Claire, talk to someone on the bench and have like ended a genius moment of strategy. This is the first episode where we've actually seen the players play pretty much for yeah. any extended period of time. Yeah. We got to the immunity challenge. Uh, tied together, race to move a series of obstacles, get to a bucket, fill the bucket, carry it over platform, pour the water into another bucket, Repeat until they have enough water to um, release a gate, finish a table maze with two players maneuvering it at the same time. Route two finishes first with Soka finishing second, close behind. And as Jeff alludes to, you also win power in this game. And at first, I was dumb enough to think, oh, there's going to be a twist. Maybe that'll be fun. And then then he said, you get to choose who goes on the journey. And I forgot that that was a thing. I just immediately blanked that out every week, I feel like. Mm. Yep. Well, you'll learn. You'll learn eventually. So they choose uh, Brandon from their own tribe, Danny from Saka, and Karen from Tika. And a little bit of foreshadowing, they have uh, props has Matthew sit back to have his shoulder looked at by medical as he's now set out twice in a row. Um, doctor's not worried. Doesn't seem to be getting worse. It mean, doesn't seem to be getting better, but um, not at a point where the doctor needs to needs to pull him from the game, but as we alluded to, that happens later on by Matthew's own volition. We'll get there. On the journey, Brandon, Carol, and Danny get another take this walk, get to know each other. All we hear is Danny saying, hope it doesn't suck. <laughs> and then then it's done. I, I honestly can't stand that they include the take this time to get to know each other and then never had them show us anything of that. This one made a little more sense because then we did get the actual journey part, but they, they read that quote and then it cuts to them going to whatever their dumb decision-making thing is. But I, mean, I, think, I think that's one I, I need to let go. That's a battle. I'm not going to win.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, of all the complaints that, <laughs> that we could have, I feel like maybe our time would best be spent on other stuff, but it's just, this is back to my, back to my point from last season or the season before. When you do enough things, then you just, like, uh, when you do enough little things like this, they just add up to make it look like you have no idea what you're producing.
1: This is this is my complaining season. This is my 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 negative era. I need to I need to go all in on it when I can.
0: Okay, good. Yeah, let it out. Let it out.
1: Although, production actually did something good this time the journey no advantages no free idols no free advance straight to top seven just just nothing just here enjoy a little little lunch break so uh brandon carolyn danny start having a little snack and danny and brandon connect immediately those two they're like kismet They've, they've got it so much so they basically just forget carolyn exists (laughs) <laughs> and just just straight up ignore her the the best part to highlight this is Danny and and Brandon start talking about like their tattoos what their tattoos mean how much they like the other ch- other tattoos you know who else has a lot of tattoos that they completely ignore Carolyn uh yep just yep. They, those who talk about um getting a big kind of like basically the bro alliance which Wait till Carolyn goes to the bathroom or does something like have some sense of self-awareness. I haven't gotten a big, a great sense of where Brandon's at in the game, but up until this moment, I really liked what Danny's done. But this just showed such a such poor judgment on how to approach what could have been a very valuable situation.
0: Yeah, we don't really know, like what they took out and what they left in. But I mean,
1: even I feel like <laughs> even each, if they
0: tried to make it look like this, there was enough
1: there to make it pretty easy. I feel like the the vibe was pretty accurate. I I'm assuming just because they were probably there for a few hours that they did talk to Carolyn more, but it certainly seemed like this this was the overarching way that most of the the time there was spent
0: my favorite part was when they were trying to figure out who they were going to bring into their duo and (laughs) it's like yeah maybe like you and me and so and so and
1: (laughs) uh yeah and then i think it was brand new basically said like carolyn is going to come along because people are going to be surprised he's still there anyway
0: Yeah, they they were not really planning on her uh, being too involved in the game for many more
1: episodes. They basically they basically were just like holding up a constant middle finger to her the the entire time and then be like, oh, oh, I'm sorry. You saw that. I didn't mean to do that. I'm sorry. But but you understand why we did it. (laughs) It was it was interesting. Um. I, I, I really like Danny and what he's doing. So I hope that it doesn't spell doom for his game. Um, But we'll see. Um, Because they, they also mentioned that Josh has muscles. So he's in. Which then mm-hmm. Carolyn very correctly and obviously and easily reads the room and says, Oh, I'm not at all the kind of person these two are looking for. So if I can target people that they're going to want to be with at the merge, I will do that. So she's basically right back on Jam Jam's side because of what Danny and Brandon did. Helps sort of clear up their, the murkiness back at Tika. Um, But before, before Carolyn gets back, Jam Jam and Josh have some time to each other. And Jam Jam tries to convince Josh that Carolyn is basically just like pitting them against each other, getting them to vote for the other. And then she'll just pick her side when whenever one of them makes that call for her pretty much which one she wants to stick or stick with. Um, and then maybe they should just vote her out. The Sarah Lucina conundrum, if you will still mm-hmm. always love to reference that when I can, because that vote is just, just incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, so Josh, Josh pitches waiting for Carolyn to get back, see what she tells him, see what she tells Jam Jam. Then those two kind of connect and see, see where they're at. Um, back at camp, Carolyn basically is just dead set working with Jam Jam. She wants nothing to do with Danny and Brandon and knowing they want to work with Josh, she now wants to get Josh out. Um, but then just like Josh shows, shows, some poor judgment in telling Jam Jam there's no trust there. Carolyn tells them both about what Danny and Brandon said about their basically meat alliance, which what what is with these people just having no filter? On on the important information. Well, that's
0: that's what happens when you don't cast good players.
1: That's fair. That's yep. very fair. Um, <laughs> Speaking of that, oh, this was just hilarious. This was truly a hysterical moment. Um, So so Josh has the fake idol and <laughs> at this point he's still going for it. And he just says, well, I'm just going to play my idol. Um, I I have to do it. So so he shows them his idol, and and Jam Jam just goes, "Are those the bees from Tree Mail?" And he starts laughing in his face, just mocking him. (laughs) And Josh goes, "No, no, those aren't." Then I wouldn't lie. And they, it idol just literally starts falling apart. And and Jam Jam, I'm after this week, I'm full on Team Jam Jam as a survivor character. I still don't know how he how he is as a player. I haven't gotten that sense yet, but as a personality, I'm all in on this dude. He's awesome. Uh, Just yeah, laughing in Josh's face.
0: That it made for a great moment. What do you think of him being so obvious about not buying it? Like, do you think he should have played it down a little
1: bit? I honestly think he couldn't help himself. Okay. I, I think he's that kind of just like gregarious personality, where something so absurd is happening to you so unexpectedly. You're tired. You're hungry. You're just. It's just. Ho- Someone gives you this idol saying, "Hey, hey, here's my idol. Your game is now at risk," and then you realize instantly that you just full of shit. Mm-hmm. I think he. I think he just couldn't help himself. He should have tried to control it probably a little more, but he also knew at that point that. Josh had nothing and he probably realized that, that he and Carolyn had it, that unless yeah. Josh played his, his shot in the dark, that there was nothing that, that he could do at that point, that it was an easy two one because Carolyn had already kind of indicated to him that she was back on his side. So it's was, it was maybe a little, a little bit of the combination Um, because Carolyn also realizes right away that the note Josh shows her is the same note he showed her previously now, I'm not sure how she realized it was the same note. But yeah. she was, she felt very, I mean, she's correct and she felt very certain of it. But I'm not sure what was so unique about that particular note that would lead her to be that confident. It was,
0: okay, so the note that he showed her was that from his like free idol from The Last Journey? Or was that from like the f- fake idol?
1: Ooh. oh so so like the one that said this will expire yeah oh god i i hope he showed her that note <laughs> i i hope he showed her that note because that just <laughs> makes it all the better with how bad it is yeah because i was thinking maybe if
0: it was like a the f- uh, i don't even
1: know who is it in- there's so many
0: idols i can't keep track of like who is in possession of like the fake idols and like the real idols. And maybe if he showed her the note that was like ripped off halfway down the piece of paper, she remembered that or something. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Let's see. Actually, it's funny. You mentioned that um, Mike Bloom tweeted this out after the episode, advantage update, Carolyn, Danny, idol, Brandon, fake idol, but knows it's fake. Matt and Matt and Jamie, Fake idol, but thinks it's real. Lauren, extra vote. Matthew leaves with his idol, and then the pre-merge idols expire. Still too much stuff.
0: I forgot who Lauren was for a second.
1: Yes, not not great. That we're five episodes in, and there are still people that you have to take a second beat to realize remember who they are. And she's not the only one either. And Heidi. 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 Yes. Yes. Okay. So that's 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 all good stuff. Um, so just before they leave for tribal, or soon before they leave for tribal, one Mr. Jeff Propes arrives. And did you see this coming? Did you did you think that I know some people were pointing out that with how little time was left in the episode, that it did seem like they were leaning towards Matthew. Leaving the game, that there won't be enough time for tribal and a vote. Now, I watched it after the episode aired, so I didn't have the normal time notation that I can check on. So I didn't really realize that. I thought he was probably going to go just the way it was leaning. But what did did you? is that a surprise at all, or do you kind of think he was gone?
0: Uh, it, it was a it was a bit of a surprise, but like a lot of these tribals, they just show up and they're really short, and then the vote happens. So I wasn't really thinking about like the time left in the episode.
1: Mm -hmm. That's fair. So Jeff tells them that Matthew made the decision to, to leave the game, that it wasn't required by medical, but with the shoulder, not getting any better, he did make the call. And I suppose, I suppose that's, you know, if it's in his best interest, it's in his best interest, but it does suck to go out that way that you prepare all this time you hope for it and wish for it. And you put all this energy into it then it's gone like this. But again, it was, it was self-inflicted. Like the sympathy, the sympathy only goes so far.
0: Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> he definitely did this to himself, but, If there was one person I would feel worse about this happening to than anyone else, it's probably him.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because he really did he really was was going for it. And he was he was playing like him him or him or Danny probably would would be the two. But that's it. That's the episode. No vote. And they they just kind of let the players cook and it's no coincidence that this was the best episode of the season when you just let the players play the game just leave them to their own devices for a couple days
0: yep i was you know sarcastically i had this thought in my head where it's like oh yeah the new the new tough survivor we're going to have a we're going to have someone pull themselves out of the game and then we're also going to make you go to tribal council but They didn't do that. So that was nice.
1: There. Oh, I don't want to spoil that either. There's a moment in. You guessed it. Australian Survivor for the season that kind of has this situation. And it plays out. Very interestingly. In a hilarious way. That I can't wait to talk to you about when you eventually get to. Season eight. A long time from now. On. Yes, that's all. That's all I'll say. Man, I wish I wish we could talk about it now because it's actually a perfect time to talk about it. But such is life, Jared. Such is life. So then, for it's next, my own week,
0: fault. I did this to myself.
1: This is true. This is true. Uh next week we do get the preview of not the merge. Now, I was because I hate it so much. I was forgetting that this is. That of course the idols expire now because this is the 6-6 split earn the merge moment. Yep. So of course they're going to have the uh, at least kudos to production for having idols expire at this moment and not letting three idols be be active when only six people can be voted for. So they made one horrible decision slightly less horrible. Man they they're just obsessed with
0: six person votes aren't they
1: This is such a dumb thing to and I'm I'm sure I'll complain again next week It's such a dumb thing to do every season Yep Jeff Jeff loves saying prepare for the unexpected But the unexpected is now just the norm They know, they can plan beat for beat when things are going to happen
0: It's just so much more interesting when you have to get 12 people on the same page for one vote, then like, well, I guess there's 12 people at votes still, right though?
1: Yes. But only six are eligible. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I also love the possibility. Think of, think of the first merge vote in Borneo. Like seven people got votes that, that tribal. No one was together. Now, is that going to happen in this day and age? Probably not. But the possibility is there. If there's like three or four smaller groups, you could, you could vote it out with like five, or, with like five votes in a group of 12, potentially. That'd be incredible. Yep.
0: Just really limiting the
1: number of possible outcomes. Think of like a 5 3 3 1 vote or whatever the numbers would be. Like that'd be amazing. Yep. Yep, four, three, three, one, one. That'd be like the best thing ever. Uh, well, we'll have to, we we'll have to use our
0: imaginations for that scenario.
1: Imagine a twelve-person, twelve-person tribe with eleven votes read. Three people are tied because to the last vote, like that'd be <laughs> incredible, incredible. Yep, but nope, can't have it. And then we also get the possibility of now. More more fake idols with the expiration idols now just being in the game as potential fakes. So that's great. Um yeah. The earn the merge seems to be next week. We got the moment of Jeff saying drop your buffs. Very clearly did not say you are merged. I don't know what the point of hiding it anymore is, or like trying to fake us out, because this would now be four seasons in a row where they do the to earn the merge, at least the the time turner is gone.
0: Yep. If you, I mean, if you really wanted to shock me, say drop your buffs. You're now merged, and just and all here's the auction.
1: There. I mean, yeah, I <laughs> only only advantages one food item. <laughs>
0: uh Yeah, that would that would shock me if you said drop your buffs. You're merged. And we're not doing the challenge now. We're just going to eat.
1: That's what. So, Australian Survivor, I believe, has done the auction at the merge. Like, that's basically, I think they've done it at the merge, like as their merge feast, pretty much. But I don't know for sure. They also do it in a way. Have we discussed this? Where you, they, they do it where they're still on multiple tribes. You bid individually, but you pull from a tribe pool. So, like, tribe A and tribe B each have, say, a thousand bucks. But if I bid five hundred on something, that's half. That's half the money that my entire tribe can use to bid.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I don't know. A little too much for me. See it, see how, see it play out though. Okay. At least they're doing the auction. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well. Shorter episode, but I mean, I'm. I mean, it it was a fine episode, but. Aside from the few funny moments and, and honestly, aside from Tika and Brandon and Danny mishandling having lunch, there's not a whole lot to talk about, I didn't think. Yeah. No. It was really... fine just to get some social social dynamics finally cooking before it all gets blown up when they come together next week.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, it just does. It does seem like there should be more. I mean like we should have a pretty good idea right now of who's in a good position, like who's working with who. Um, I just ugh, there's not a lot to go off of, and yeah, I feels weird. Feels weird that this is it.
1: Imagine being at the merge or merge point. And knowing, like, two solid groups of, of people of any number. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm, I'm looking at the list right now of, of who's left. It's so, like, obviously, Matt and Franny. But then everyone else is just kind of, like, haphazardly thrown together. Like, I guess maybe Carson and Kane. Lauren and Heidi, like we said, who knows what they're doing. Carolyn Jam Jam are maybe together. Yeah, like did we say
0: Yeah, Brandon and Danny? Yep, they'll be coming together. Um Yeah.
1: Um <laughs> like I can't tell you anything about these people. We're through episode five of thirteen.
0: Yeah. This I mean we're at, we're at the the merge point and there's two people that we just flat out like might not even recognize when they show them coming together with the other tribe.
1: Lauren, other Lauren I would know. And Heidi I would know because she'd be the one where I would say who is that.
0: Yes. And honestly like even Even like Kane, I like, yes, I know who he is, but like, I'm kind of shocked when I see him just in a scene.
1: I think, I think with Kane, I think now I would know him after this week, but I think before if you pointed him out and said, who is that? I wouldn't necessarily know, but if you said, here's the pictures of the players here are the names of the cast, match them up. I think I could have gotten him then, but I don't know that I would just know his name, seeing a picture of him with, without having a specific name somewhere to say, oh, one of these is his name. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, I guess, yeah, that makes sense. I guess what I'm saying is, like, there's certain people that, like, they show you them, it's like, okay, yep, Carolyn, Jam Jam, Josh, we're getting, you know, something from them, and like, Danny. Okay. Yep. Danny confessional. He's doing some crazy stuff. And then like, you just throw like a cane on my TV and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, Oh, Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's there. <laughs> and there's just like too many people like that where, I mean, <laughs> I'd love to know how many confessionals we've gotten from Lawrence so far. <laughs> like, is it zero? I, I don't know.
1: Well, I can probably tell you that. Um, let's see. Uh, lo- So Lauren and Heidi, Lauren has 10 total, but she Oh, got, wow. But in episode 1 2 3 4 5, 7 to one zero zero,
0: okay, okay,
1: yep. And and Heidi has seven, three zero three one zero. Oh, huh.
0: yeah. How are those the two lowest? Ten and seven.
1: Um, of the people still in the game. Okay. Who's and next? Next lowest. Is it? Yeah, who's who's the next lowest? Um, Kane is actually at 10 as well.
0: Yeah. That's I think that's kind had, of why I'm he, so surprised when they show him.
1: He had 6 in the in the premiere, but I feel like he's he's been featured more in like the camp scenes. So yeah. it just kind of feels like he's a bigger part even even if we're not getting his actual perspective in confessionals. Yeah, can you check on one more for me too?
0: Yeah, I've got the full uh, list up. I would like to. I'd like to know how many total Brandon has had, and how many were in the first episode.
1: <laughs> he has nineteen total. What's your guess for how many came into the premiere? Like
0: twelve? I don't know.
1: Fourteen. <laughs> Fourteen. One. 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 Two.
0: Uh. Yeah.
1: Jam, balance. Jam, Jam and Carolyn are far and away the clubhouse leaders. Jam, Jam with 31. Carolyn with 30. Yeah. Josh with 19. Carson with 18. Danny, 14. Matt with 19, but 11 were in the premiere. Franny with 13, pretty evenly spread out. 4, through 3, 1, 2. Yeah, okay, but even even uh, Claire was three, one, three, with seven, Helen had seven in two episodes, Maddie had six, and and Heidi's just still chilling there at seven, and she's been in every episode, or so they say. Ish. yeah, that
0: <laughs> that Brandon one's getting funny.
1: 14 out of 19, or in one episode. <laughs>
0: It's just crazy because like the first episode was what? Just a double length episode. And like the number of confessionals in that episode is like six times as high as it is in every other episode, probably.
1: Yeah. Like how is that possible? the, The total total confessionals by episode 108, 38, 33,
0: 35, 48. Yeah. So it's a double length episode but we get three times three times as, as many many so well that's not that bad then because i mean if you throw an extra 40 minutes into your episode like it's not going to be 40 minutes of
1: challenges or whatever right especially in the, in the premiere typically yeah. okay but shout out to survivor reddit for doing something actually useful
0: I know it's weird like you can tell how engaged I am in that because obviously I'm like an analytics dork so like you I can talk about the episode for half an hour and then like you just give me one stat like that and I'm going <laughs> to ask you questions about it for like 20 minutes.
1: The, the, ener- the energy level in your voice went up like three times <laughs> from what it had been, once you got into numbers and statistics.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but that's the way it goes. I'd, I'd love to see more survivor numbers like that.
1: Yeah, I don't know what else, what other stats people keep. Confessionals are the big one, but we have some extra time because one thing that was talked about at the end of Australian Survivor without giving away anything was they took into account they were talking about the same thing is, you know, the, the winner versus the runner-up versus X finisher and X finisher and who had how many confessionals. They also looked at how much time they were given in their confessionals. So there was one player who had fewer number confessionals, but they were speaking for longer periods of time each time they were on screen. Yeah, that's so true. I've never yeah. thought about it that way, but that, that makes a lot of
0: sense too. Yeah, just the raw time numbers might be a better representation of uh yeah like how how much they care about each person or like the kind of edit you're getting.
1: Yeah, and, and also you can't really quantify this, but how I guess important or relevant their confessionals are to the major yeah. events of, of the game or like how correct they are. Because if, if they have someone who gets a bunch of confessionals, but every time they say, oh I'm gonna vote Jared out tonight and then Jared doesn't get any votes and it's just always about that. Or it's someone saying, well, so-and-so thinks Jared's copying the votes, but it's actually going to be, be Chris getting the votes. And then Chris gets voted out. Mm-hmm. And so, so there's, the, there's that factor too, maybe of how, you know, important the player is to the season based on how relevant their confessions are and how, I guess on, on track or accurate they are. Yeah. Yeah. Tough one to, uh, Tough
0: one to quantify. Like that can be an
1: off season project for you is trying to quantify the survivor confessional, make a formula for how valuable each individual confessional is. You can <laughs> rewatch the entire you can rewatch the entire series, track every single confessional from every single player, and see how it there'd, stacks up.
0: There'd be like 140 people that are interested in that information.
1: And but only hey, one of them is, they'd love is here it. right now yeah that, that, that's the thing though the people that would love it would love it yeah you can't go into that half-heartedly again like, eh, this is okay you're you're out on that one mm-hmm. but yeah. speaking of off season, what yes going a little short let's let's try let's r- try to workshop a little bit our our aussie plan that we discussed briefly because you're going to okay. start or you're planning to start the down under seasons
0: Yep, I will, uh, honestly, probably, like, the day after this season ends, I will be so ready to, like, actually watch Decent Survivor that I'll be pretty motivated.
1: So, one thing I want to ask is, because we've talked a little bit, like, we, you, me, and Chris, have talked a little bit about, the differences between the the, sh- the series and a few moments here and there. Do you want any sort of like broad primer, or do you want to just go in completely blind, or as blind as you are right now, at least?
0: Yeah, I gotta go in blind. This is it's why I don't like read anything on Twitter and like all that. I I need to have like like if I'm gonna have a bad take, it needs to it needs to be just purely from me just from the the idiocy of my own head
1: there because there's one specific thing I've been thinking of that I'm I've been going back and forth on whether I should tell you or not because there's good and bad to both but based on that comment I think I'm probably better off just letting it ride okay
0: it sounds like you're going to spare me from something very painful, but.
1: No, eventually you'll you'll just see. So I was going to say, just be prepared for this because this is a thing that happens. And just accept it. Mm. And then or because 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 I didn't go in knowing this and then eventually you just realizing, hey, oh, this is just a thing that they do. I'll let it. I'll let it slide. Yep. Um. And I will just say, season one is the weakest of the seasons. I'll I'll tell you that much. That's okay. Basically, universally considered that, for the most part. I'll give it a shot. So, yes, but you have to give at least two seasons a shot. Yeah, because it it takes them really like one season to like, okay, we kind of figure this out now. We we know we're doing.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm like, I'll be in once I once I start, I'll be in. So it's not like I'm going to it's not I'm not going to Game of Thrones it, you know, and just <laughs> like watch it, watch, you know, three seasons and quit.
1: Well, Game of Thrones season eight compared to uh, Aussie Survivor season eight. apples and oranges. Aussie Survivor season eight was incredible. <laughs> uh, it's
0: good when I stopped when I did with Game of Thrones then.
1: That's well. You stopped at season three, though, or after season three. Yep. Yep. So you stopped right before the best part. Then you spared yourself the biggest letdown, though. Yeah, from the, just couldn't, from the highest high of the show. You couldn't get into it. That's fair. If you're not, if you're not in by by three seasons of that show, then then you, then you're just not going to be in.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what it was. Just. Maybe too much going on, and I don't know. Not not being able to get invested in any in anything because it's just all going to burn.
1: That sounds aside from the burn, that sounds very familiar. Too much going on. <laughs> not able to get invested in any of the characters. <laughs> yeah, it all comes back. Uh, so yeah, it's a full circle moment. Time is a flat circle, Jared. Uh. But for the for the Aussie, I think our plan is because this would give me a great excuse to rewatch the seasons, which I haven't done. Um, maybe I did. i don't know if I did. No, I, I rewatched, I rewatched South Africa, um, not Australia, but we would plan to podcast about it to some degree, but we would have to figure out exactly how that would, how that would work. Cause I feel like yeah. you, you could be apt to just like crush through like a, Bunch of episodes at once. So it'd be hard to be like, okay, Jared, just watch these two episodes and we'll talk about it. And then just watch these two episodes and we'll talk about it. So we'll figure out, we'll figure out a plan, but we're not going to go episode by episode. I can tell you that much, too much, too many episodes. Um, But maybe like premiere or first couple episodes, then the merge, and maybe like mid. So maybe episodes like one 12, 18, 24, something like that, you know, maybe three or four per season. Yep. Yeah. I,
0: you know, I'm pretty
1: much in for whatever suggestions you think would make the most sense. I would, I, I would love, I, I mean, I think for sure two episodes or I think for sure three, like premiere merge finale. Yep. And then maybe like mid. You know, the midway points of the pre-merge and midway points of the post-merge would be like the two other times to do it. But I think those three moments would be like the the three key for each season, just because they're the easiest t- time to be like, OK, when this happens, then we're going to hop on for a bit. OK, yeah. But yeah, we've, yeah. Got, we've got a few weeks at least to figure that out. But that could be fun or it would be fun. And then let's we'll figure out what to, um, what to do. And maybe we'll we'll pull in Chris for a few episodes because he's he's seen all of them as well. Might want to jump in. Mm-hmm. Um, but we we usually don't do anything in the off season, so that'd be something to just kind of keep keep it going, even even a little bit. Yeah. All right. Well, anything <laughs> else to add? Uh, episode five here. Or are you ready to move on to the to the fake merge? I'm ready to move on. Onward and upward. There you go. <laughs> Uh, and you know, maybe maybe we'll 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 see some some production changes, and they'll move away from adding stupid stuff to the game. But they've already added so many with the fake idols that we'll see. I would love if just like six fakes got played le- next week, and they're just done with. But yeah, we'll see. Um, but whatever happens, we will be back to discuss it. I think we'll be back to the normal Thursday release i don't have anything next week um i mean either that would affect that scheduling part of the least i, I, I can't a, miss that episode oh how can you it, i mean I, I think if they brought back roxroy to smash the glass i'd be okay with it um, <laughs> but that'd be the o- o- only reason just like how they bring, how they brought back cochran for a reward for debbie just bring back roxroy just to smash the glass but i'm like oh no actually it's not going to do anything we just want to we, you want to get, away from, get in the, away from the wife again for a little bit? Brought you out to the island. <laughs> yeah. Uh... And, what, a, what a guy. Um. But yeah, we will be back to talk about that and all the all the nonsense that I'm sure will happen. Um. So make sure you are subscribed, Apple, Spotify, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at Llamatalkpod, Instagram at TalkingLlamapod. For Jared Sundin, this is Matt Hambidge, and we will see you next time for another Scoop of the